I got it. I got it. Oh, Jesus, help me. These are desserts. Got you fucked up. <laughs> and you know what I did? I came home. I sat down. I was on the Facebook of Faces. And I thought, oh, bitch, you got that Eddie from last week. That Eddie. <laughs> that Eddie, oh. I got that Eddie. God. And I got it my birthday weekend, and I took some of it last week, but today, I finished the whole jazz. I ate, I put in, it was a um, little marshmallow treat, mm-hmm. and I put it in the microwave <laughs> to get it warmed up a little bit, so it's softer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ate that bitch. And you ate that, that bitch. That is what she said as well. <laughs> um, and I ate it in like and a short amount of time. It. I did. Fuck it up, fuck and it up. And now we're here. And now we're here. Do you want to go get the wine? I really don't know. It's like the stand, that way you can control how where your mic goes. You know, bitch. Yeah, I'm okay. saying. You get it? Wow. I, yeah, I get it, but I wish okay. it wasn't a thing. This is Welcome really uncomfortable back. for me. So, you this said is, what now? It's really uncomfortable for me, actually. Like you're, you're... The way that this mic is positioned behind your back. I just took it. It's literally still under your butt. We are back. And we back and we back. Um, wow. So let me just do this. Just <laughs> just save your energy, Punkin. Just no, save your energy. I can say, my name is Kat. And my name is Karen. And now save your energy. And welcome back to another episode of Fine Wine Podcast, where we get better with age. Like fine wine. Like fine wine. So I feel like I can tell them because they're you, like my family. They're family. They're family. They listen to us every week. Um, I'm high out of my mind right now. Out of her mind, guys, and it's actually quite hilarious. Wowzers! I ate that bad boy so quick. <laughs> and my bad boy. Oh, shameless plug. Not really shameless. 
Pizza dessert got me right yet again. I mean, does it ever get you wrong? No, it never gets me and wrong. And that's why y'all should purchase. That is why well, I really don't have to do any work. You really are doing it for me. Thank you so much. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get this popping. We're gonna get it smooth. We're gonna get it going we're because get you right. Listen, baby, baby. What were you trying to say with that? That's all I have. So, mm-hmm. how was your week? Uh, I'm here. You know, that's that's where we're at at this point. When we get to our year show, I'm going to ask somebody to take all of our um, episodes. We do a montage. And, <laughs> and, you know, and chop it up to the parts where you said, it was a week. I'm here. It was a week. It's I got through what it. I just That's said. what I'm saying. I'm, I said montage because of all the times that I oh, said. Oh, I say, I thought that was called compilation. I mean, it, you know how they yes. say, like, mine compilation okay. on YouTube. Am I right. saying correct? You are a compilation. Wow. Way to go. High chat one. Off. World zero. <laughs> you damn right. <laughs> How was your week? Um. Well, you're high. Yeah, <laughs> and I needed to be. I needed. To, I've been looking forward to this. So <laughs> that explains. Yeah. It. So that was my week. You know, just yeah, lots mm-hmm. of stuff. Okay. Shots of tea in the kitchen, making us garlic bread. Thank God, cause baby. <laughs> um. So, why of the week? Wow. Let's keep it going. A wine of the week is going to be only. I always get this wrong. Only. Only? <laughs> only. This is my little bitch. It's only. <laughs> this is my bitch. It's only. Only. Only vineyard. Only winery. It's winery. That's why I changed. Aren't they a Maryland based? They are a Maryland based <laughs> winery. Yeah, shut up. Uh, this is black cherry, a crisp, refreshing black cherry oh. infused premium red wine. It's just the right amount of sweet. When you said this is black cherry, I was really about to say something so inappropriate. And I'm so much sugar so, in I was about to be like, just like this, put in my Black spot. cherry and black cherry, black cherry and black that cherry. That could be somebody's stripper name. And then if they had like a, a cherry on their booty, how cliche. Ooh, remember um, Teardrop with the flashlight With the flashlight in her ass crevices, like in the rectum, like in that hole. Y'all in college, we had a stripper party, and the stripper's name was Teardrop. Mm-hmm. And she um, opened her legs to do a little trick, and there's a flashlight. And Girl, very nice. she clapped that ass, baby. And she wore the dollar store like funky ankle socks. I mean, because Hampton, Virginia. I was here for. I said, "Well, we stay comfortable, my baby." Girl. I mean, it, the comfortableness is the least she could do because you know she was entertaining with the flashlight of her ass. So, right. Um. So yeah, that's why in the week. Okay, so I'm sorry. Wait, I gotta stop. Why? You noticed I didn't do something. Oh, you didn't do your want what wine of the week? Clap down. Thank you, Jesus. That's your secret that you hate it. I mean, secretly, so I don't next mind thing we're gonna it, do, but I don't mind it as long as I don't have to hype you up. You can be your own hype man. We'll try again next week. Right now, it's not there. You're high. Um, <laughs> wine of the week. Okay, I had to do that. I'm good now. Okay. <laughs> Tourette. <laughs> so, BBW. That's right. I like my girls, BBW. So, um, this week's BBW is going to be Montanique, um, aka Money. She is a black lesbian chocolate maker from Queens, New York. Currently, she's working her dissertation for a PhD. 
And she's a couple and family therapist based in Syracuse, New York. Yes! I really like that. I chose Money for our BBW because she has a podcast called Queer Walk, so Queer Women of Color. Um, and I've been li- I just found out about it not too long ago, so I've been listening to the episodes, and they're really awesome, and I can identify with them, so I wanted to highlight her, and um, I asked her why she started Queer Walk, and she said, I started Queer Walk in Tumblr, and it grew, and it quickly grew to a community and so much more. I started after searching for a space that represented the expansiveness of LGBT women and femmes of color and finding nothing. The podcast is my way of sharing that community with the rest of the world. Nice. So, Money, you are a BBW. Um, stay fine, girl. And y'all go check out her podcast, Queer Walk. Stay fine, girl. Wow, are we at the, uh, are we at the topic? Yeah, I like it. Oh, thank God. Maybe you need to be high more often. Baby. <laughs> Lord. Sweetie. Lord. <laughs> um, okay, so... I'm actually really glad that I'm high for this right now because it's earlier, 11 I was o'clock. Really emotional. Okay, thank you. It's 11 o'clock. Yeah, I was really emotional and like really stressed out about a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm high, I can kind of like calm down a little bit and talk about them instead of like get all hysterical and show. Okay. So here we are. Um, so Kern, I've been thinking lately. What you been thinking, girl? You know, I'm 26 now. Yes. I'm closer to 30. The baby's 26. And I still feel like I'm not... I feel like there's... I make small advances in life, like adult-ish life, but I'm not quite where I thought I would be. And mm-hmm. I know that there's, like, everyone has a different path and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I started to kind of look inward and figure out, like, where are some places that I could, like, improve. So maybe not, like, the bigger thing, but small things to help me get to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So... I was doing my finances and all these things, and I realized that a big part of what I think causes my stress and some of my financial issues and all these things is that I never really know when to say no or reclaim my time. Mm-hmm. So, um, one of the things that I told myself was that, you know, if you say no, people aren't going to like you or they'll be mad or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm quickly realizing that all my closest friends, like you girls and my other close friends, don't have no problem with claiming their time. <laughs> I sure don't. And <laughs> as you lay your head on my shoulder, <laughs> the therapist, I'm by the chat. <laughs> um, and I just want to learn. So I just want to have an open therapy session right now for the show. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I feel like it's important. I know there's some people out there that probably also don't reclaim their time or they're really drained at the end of the day and they can't figure out why. Um, so this might be good to kind of identify those issues and address them head on. Mm-hmm. Um, so where are you starting? I think I'm going to start from a financial standpoint. Okay. So, like, it is, like, embarrassingly hard for me to say no to, like, do fun things with my friends. Like, do the right things with my friends. Oh, girl. And, like, I, I always feel like I'm gonna miss something. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, always down to go. Yeah. I've noticed that. <laughs> always down to go, right? Mm-hmm. And so, that was one thing that I didn't find. I was like, you know what? Like, you're not... Like, the first week that everybody moved here was really exciting. It but, was. like, we got back to real life. And, yes. like, there's always gonna be a night to go out. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, how do you... Well, do you ever feel like you're going to miss out on something? 
I actually do feel like I, I miss out on a lot of things when I often don't go to things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like in a way I try to go to as many things as possible, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, like the you have an angel on one shoulder and a devil on another shoulder. So like the devil's like, no, go out because you're going to miss things and they're going to have fun and fun is going to happen without you and you mm-hmm. want to be part of the fun. Mm-hmm. But then like the more of me is like, bitch, your finances, bitch, your bills, bitch, your t- yeah. And then it, me, it's, I have a thing about energies it's in my space and, and being around people. And ultimately, I just don't, I don't want to have to, like, force an imbalance in my energy just to feel like I'm not missing out on something. Because mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, you know, if, especially if it's, like, an outing with a whole shitload of people, yeah. you know after a good hour, I'm like, okay, but I'm ready to go. Yeah. And then I'm miserable the rest of the time because I'm, I'm stuck because I ain't drive. Uh, yeah. So, I've learned to just. I feel like even this week when somebody was gonna go to some party, and then like the bar first. And remember, it was like a few days ago, and you were like, "Oh, I can't do Thursday, but I can do like this weekend." But I didn't say shit. Excuse me. Or like when um. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or like when Renee was here, and it was like, "Oh, brunch, brunch." So I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna sit this out, but y'all have fun for me," because after you worked a long week, after you've been around for me, after I've worked a long ass week two fucking jobs and you know and school on top of that which thank god we have a break right now i just really have to take the time to like re-energize myself because if i don't re-energize myself i'm no good to anybody else mm-hmm. and i think with the field that i'm in I, I learned that pretty quickly thank god because now it's easy for me to say no even if it's something fantastic like 10 cent wine night i'm like oh well have fun or going out at the same spots we normally go to or being with the homegirls, being with the sister friends. I can, honestly, I can miss it. Like, like you said, when they, um, when everybody moved back, it was really fun for the first week, but I feel like, for me, I came back to reality quicker than any of the rest of us did because my responsibilities were still there. Regardless of who re-entered the situation or the, the area, my responsibilities haven't changed or they've increased. So I still have to be realistic with myself. Do you feel like when you say no that you have to give a um, explanation? Like a no because? I used to. Yeah? Yeah, I used to. Um, How'd you overcome that? Because that's my issue as well, like getting stressed out because I sometimes don't feel comfortable just being like, I, cause I don't feel like being around anybody right now. Like, I'm not comfortable with saying that all the time. Mm-hmm. So how did you get over, like, not even feeling that you had to say that, like, explanation? I don't know. I think it, yeah, it makes sense. I think it was just, like, time. Because it wasn't something that I was always able to do. Mm-hmm. I think within, like, the last two or three years, I've been more comfortable to do that. Because me in my early 20s, I was always out. Like, mm-hmm. always out. Me and Tamika were always doing something. And when y'all came back, we were always doing something. Me and yeah. you were always out. But, like, now, I don't, I just, like, a, it just all goes back to, like, if I feel empty, I can't really effectively do what I'm supposed to do. Whether it's for my job, whether it's for me personally, I just cannot do it if I'm so fucking exhausted trying to keep up with everybody else. And then also I think what helps is that the people I surround myself with know me well enough to know that I, if I tell you I'm not coming, I'm not coming. And it's nothing, it's nothing against y'all, it's nothing against uh, the, the thing that's happening, the event or whatever. It's just that I'm tired. And sometimes my finance is not right. 
And I feel like that explanation, I don't have to, I don't owe that to anybody. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, ain't nobody helping me pay my bills. So, yeah. And if they, if you were, then maybe I owe you a little response. But since I'm the only one that pays my shit, since I'm the only one that keeps the roof over my house and the lights on and food in the fridge and the toilet clean, I don't, I don't owe that shit. Mm-hmm. Toilet clean is important. And, okay, and, and I'm okay with it. I feel like, uh, well, one time I saw on Twitter. Um, no was a complete statement. Hello. And like in my head I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I love that. But then I'm just like, that's why I asked you, do you feel like you have to explain? Because if I look back, I don't think I've ever just been like, nah, I'm not because I feel like I always have that because. And since that's the part that stresses me out, that having to explain myself when mm-hmm. it's like really just simple. Um I wanna just not I feel like for me and it could be the same for you it might be totally different but for me if I feel the need to explain myself it's because I'm scared in the sense of what other people are going to think of me because I chose not to go yeah but honestly truly like Aw, bitch, the garlic bread is ready garlic bread is here (laughs) put that jar right in the middle put that jar right in the middle she, you know she got this in the mic, too. Bitch, you already right fucked up the bread. Okay. I apologize in advance for the shit you about to hear. <laughs> but yeah, like, I feel like when people say no because, like, they, they want to validate the reasons why they're saying no. But really, you saying no doesn't need any validation. This, to me, and yes, this is a far-fetched example, but, like, say somebody's trying to fuck or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, come on, man, I just want to hit that, you so fine, blah, 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 and you say no. Man, why? Da-da-da-da-da. Like, you don't have to give a reason why you don't want to fuck this person. The answer's fucking no, and just let it be that. And that's just how, I mean, that's, like, an extreme example for the situation, but it still applies. Mm-hmm. No is no. It's no is no is no. And that's it. Yeah, make sure you breathe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was it. Just like, because I think that if I can, if I can just learn to always make sure that I'm that whatever I do, I'm gonna reward myself for reclaiming my time in whatever way that looks like, and being able to say no, and not feeling like I have good reasons, it's gonna bring a lot of positivity to my life. And clear out some bad stuff because you're about need, to go into a new year. Yes, but you and don't bitch, need, you need any to be clear to reclaim your time. <laughs> you're about to go into a new year. It's just about to be clear. You saw those bars. Okay, yeah, I see. Right. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, you don't need a reason to reclaim your time. But do I ever need a reason? We don't give me no reason. Oh, I don't. Get, do I ever give y'all reasons for why I'm not going somewhere? No, I just be like, I ain't going to have fun, and that's it. Y'all can kiki about it if you want to, but I'm still in trying to reclaim my time. Because guess what? Who who starts off the week refreshed? The bitch who reclaims her time. Me. You're a role model for everyone. Bitch, stop. Because <laughs> I'm just as wretched as the next one. <laughs> um, That's all I had. Okay, so I... I, I probably would have had more, but... You're high. I'm high as fuck. So, but I want to talk about your is that what you well actually no because I want to talk about this because I feel like it's more important okay and I feel like it applies to like a lot more people and then we can like talk about what we did today my new experience briefly so I today wanted to talk about the imposter syndrome 
I see I told you it was gonna apply. <laughs> What's it triggering friends? <laughs> so I wanna talk about the imposter syndrome because oftentimes, well a lot most of the time, if I'm being all the way keeping it a stack with myself, I often feel like or question my ability ability to effectively do what I do more often than not. So like when people like supervisors in particular are like, oh my God, you're so, you know, organized, or you're so this, you're so that, or you can do diagnostics and intakes like really well, higher than, you know, somebody with your level of experience can do, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Or like when um, I'm working with clients and I'm like, damn, am I really, is this therapy? Am I really doing what? Am I doing something helpful? Or am I just like really just here collecting a check and spending 45 minutes with these people? Um, but then, and then when you hear them say, like, random, and it's so funny, like, every time I, like, start to question this, like, clients, supervisors, randomly go, like, yo, I appreciate you. Like, I really, like, clients, they love you. Like, they transfer a whole bunch of stuff to their therapist. Um, or you get those, like, um, those words of encouragement or, uh, accolades from, like, supervisors and stuff. It always seems to happen when I, like, question myself, and I feel like, in any career field this happens but specifically speaking from like a mental health or helping field aspect it happens a whole lot um so to just give a little background on imposter syndrome uh it was basically birthed by two psychologists pauline clance and susan i'm gonna fuck up her name um Himes, uh, but they coined it in 1978 and they described it as a feeling of phoniness in people who believe that they are not intelligent capable or creative despite evidence of high achievement. While these people are highly motivated to achieve, they also live in fear of being found out or exposed as frauds. Which sounds very familiar to the things that... Despite! Yeah. Which sounds familiar for me. Like, it hits home for me. Because I often, like, second-guess everything I do. Um, Specifically... Despite the evidence? Yeah. Like, imposter syndrome. Like, yeah, I mean... Honestly, truly, like, we can kiki about, like, the number of degrees or whatever all day. And, like, the license all day. But I'm like, okay, all you had to do is pass a test. Well, to get a degree, you had to pass quite a few tests. Yeah. Which you did. And then for licensure, yeah, you had to pass some two exams. And then, you know, once you do your license. But so what? I know some, I know shitty therapists. I'm sure that people who have um, gone to therapy, not all, but uh, quite a few people have, can attest to, like, a shitty therapist. With somebody who wasn't helpful. Yeah. Um, there's therapists who are licensed. You can look on any board in any state right now, and they'll have um, disciplinary uh, actions on therapists. The things that therapists ought to know better, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so I just oftentimes question the effectiveness that I'm doing and like second guessing um, my career choice and like the reasons why I'm doing what I do, um, which is something that I often have to like work on and like really talk myself out of or like snap myself out of it because at the end of the day I don't feel like anything was done on accident I don't mm. feel like the career choice that I picked it wasn't just like uh, Kevin and Chance saying oh Karen what are you going to do when you go up and I was like well I'm going to go and get a degree in psychology and I'm going to do this 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 and that I don't feel like any of that was uh, or any choices or career moves that I've made have been by mistake and I don't think it was by coincidence either um so really for me it's just kind of been like 
walking into your destiny and just kind of like shunning your own personal negative self-talk and restructuring it and reframing it into something more positive and something more palpable too so that was my little spiel I ain't have to be high <laughs> or drunk so I just realized I don't think we said at the beginning episode like this, this topic was I think These said, are my confessions. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, we, these are, we just decided to share some of the things that have been on our, on our heart, on our heart and on our spirit. Jesus. Amen. So for me, learning to say no. For your imposter syndrome, but let's go back to this real quick. Okay. Um. Tell you, you put your foot in this break, girl. Good. Damn, I had one. What happened to all the eight or nine pieces? <laughs> that awkward moment when me and Taylor only had one piece, but there were eight or nine. Sazu! <laughs> oh, yes. Um, has this kind of flared up since you started school, starting classes again? Because now this time you have two jobs. So, like, when did this start flaring up? Or does it this come like in pockets for you? Thing. Okay, ongoing. Um, just with the field I'm in, um, I experienced it with mental health. I can't remember the study off the top of my head. There's a study done about a whole bunch of um, clinicians about how they, uh, the level of effectiveness versus um, how long they've been in uh, the field. So initially, like when you're going like through your internship, you're kind of like down, like oh, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And then as like time goes past, like your confidence goes up, skill level goes up a little bit. Then you know, like you hit a peak, and then let's just say you graduate, and then you study for a test, and it goes back down. And then when you're a new therapist, um, you're kind of at the the bottom of like the bell curve. And then as time goes on, it kind of shifts back up. It's just like a, a continuum of like up and down, up and down, up and down, um, based off of self-confidence and like skills and all that versus like the time you've been in the field but for me it's kind of been like one of those ongoing things ever since I started um like doing like a like therapy labs in grad school and we would have to like talk to some of the undergrads and like do quote-unquote therapy or something um I started noticing it then and then it'll like go up and it'll go back down and it'll go up and it'll go back down based off the parts of yeah but I feel like it's a little weird for me because to this day People can be like, oh, you're this, you're that. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, I say it. I'm like, oh, wow, really? You think so? That's cool. Hmm. Because I'm like, if truth be told, I feel like half the time I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But it doesn't, I guess it doesn't come off that way, but it comes off that way to me. And it could be, like, so far from the truth, but I don't see it that way. So I can I can be a competent therapist. I, I am a competent therapist. However... The imposter syndrome tells me that like I'm a, I'm a fraud and I'm really not supposed to be where I'm at, and that has been something that has happened before I got this degree, way before I got the licensure. Okay, so then I definitely feel like I have suffered from imposter syndrome also at certain points in my life. Down that, down that. Um, it's a bitch, ain't it though? It really is, but it's kind of hard to talk yourself out of it. Because that negative self-talk is... So, at times I feel like negative self-talk is way more powerful than the, uh, than the positive. 
And if you let the negative get to you, like they can they can like stir up some deep ass demons and it can really be self sabotaging and um Definitely self sabotaging. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes, um like sometimes even at work, like people think I do like so great work and like such a good job and my partner's always like, You're such a good recruit, he's been doing this for ten years and I'm just like, Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And, and some days I'm like, Yeah, I work hard, like I'm a good recruiter. Mm-hmm. And then other days I'm like, Y'all like I'm just here. I'm right. Like <laughs> I feel like I didn't like I feel like like mm-hmm. blah, you know? Yeah. Um but I feel like if we listen to the negative self talk, like it kinda just becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Like if you tell your like if I go in and I say, I'm not gonna get these two things done. Right. Because you're not fast enough or because like you actually don't know what you're doing compared to other people mm-hmm. and then it starts to manifest mm-hmm. and then you end up not doing it because mm-hmm. you basically told and then you feel you like right and then you feel like that thought was validating because what you thought you couldn't oh, do so actually just a didn't cycle. happen right mm-hmm. so something I recognize is that you put a foot on it's something I recognize in myself so it's something I like constantly try to work on but even Though it's like something I constantly work on, like I'm human, it still happens. So I think it's just a matter of like being kind to yourself and like knowing, I guess like having the, the background knowledge to just like know that this it, it has the potential to be temporary and it has the potential to go from like a negative to a positive if you do X, Y, and Z. And when I say like do X, Y, and Z, it's like that thought stopping stuff, like getting that stuff out of your head and then like going to work so like for those who don't know thought stopping it's literally like you can be having self-deprecating thoughts in your head all day every day but it's literally just like if you have to like say it out loud say it out loud or if you can say it in your head just say it in your head but you're literally telling yourself to stop and then when you tell yourself to stop you have to immediately go and distract yourself and do something else so if you're self-deprecating what's thought, that quote again thought stopping oh so yeah, I remember. it's something i teach my clients and it's something i have to do to myself often um but you literally, wow. yeah, that's a little freebie for you. <laughs> free How Jay Z say I'm gonna fuck up the line because I'm just not like that. But he said I'm trying to give you what? He said a million or a billion dollars worth of information for nine ninety nine. But I gave it to you for free. Yes, yes. You see where I'm going? Yes. Um. That's good to know. So basically, step number one is understanding and recognizing that you have that. Step number two is to constantly work to fight it, not give it the positive, and thought stop. Mm-hmm. And like honestly, like I said, nothing is by uh, on accident. Like it's not on accident that we're in the positions that we're at. It's not um, we didn't just stumble into this whether we think we did or not like this was already outlined and ordained way before we stepped into the Ooh, okay pastor so, bitch <laughs> say that again say, say it again say, say it again say it again I will not say it again you said it was stepped out and mm-hmm. it was ordained before we stepped into it ordained mm-hmm. so in a sense for me it's like you're stepping into who you are holy to me yeah so that's my thing that I consistently have to work on 
Do you feel better about getting it off your chest? Um, I feel pretty much like I did before I said it. You know, it's not something that is like um an aha moment for me. Yeah. It's not something that I didn't know it was a thing. It's like something I've been working with and on for years. For at least two, three when I start grad school. When did we start? Yeah, I think four years so yeah, like for four nice, consistent years is something I've been working on. So, and ultimately, it's not the validation of others that really help with imposter syndrome. It's really the work that you do with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what I've learned at least. Mhm. That's all I got to say. That's all I got. <sighs> so real quick, I want to tell you about my crystals that I got. Tell us about the crystals, girl. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. Reclaiming my time. What am I supposed to be saying? Take him to the crystal store. Beautiful. Tell us about the crystal store. Here, let me show you the crystal so you can explain to them. Okay. And you can tell them about the bracelets that I'm wearing. Here. Okay. So today, Karen and I went to Crystal Fox in Laurel, Maryland. So for those who are interested in going, Crystal Fox is there. Pretty it cool. was pretty cool, pretty amazing. It was a little overwhelming for me because me you too. Know how I am when she I. Got, she was really excited. This bitch was dancing. There were crystal penises. There were, and I was like, "Can you, can you masturbate?" Mm-hmm. You can, can masturbate with them. You can manner, not masturbate. Oh man. I'm not even high, guys. <laughs> but you can masturbate Shame. with um, rose quartz, like crystal mm-hmm. penises, crystal and you can use it to manifest like your own self love or like the type of love you would like in your life. Um, because, like, again, masturbation is also a way and a form of manifestation because sexual energy is real energy. You should so, see my ass. I was like, is that a penis? <laughs> <laughs> it was a big one. It was a big penis too. I was like, Oh, she doesn't like penises. So was it smooth? Mm-hmm. Well, we I didn't touch it, but it was like the crystal. It was crystal. That's what I'm saying. But well, you yeah. ever seen like a, a glass dildo? It was just like that, but just made out of crystal. Yes. But so we went there because Karen, I feel bad because I was supposed to take her on a crystal date a while ago. Yeah, she was. But still ain't the Okay. So took her to Crystal Fox, and Karen. Tell them what I gravitated to. Gravitated to a lot of rose quartz. I did. That's just what they make the penises out of. You can make the penises out of she multiple. Just, she, uh, she just said it. I know, I know, it. but you can make them out of anyone. That was just the one that was the ah, biggest okay. there. But yeah, so. Um, you got a penis on your wrist? <laughs> you know, she doesn't have a penis on her wrist. The penis wasn't even made out of quartz, bitch. Like, it's okay. Actually, she said it was. There were multiple ones. Multiple ones. Not the one she picked up. She didn't pick up. I understand that, but she said. Moving along. But yeah, so Karen was gravitating towards rose quartz. So what I tell people when they go into a crystal shop for the very first time and like how not to be overwhelmed is like just to allow yourself to be free. So don't go in trying to figure out, is this the right stone? Is this the right stone? It's usually just best for you to just go in and just kind of explore. And then whatever your body stops at and you pick up is your first, is what I tell people is what your spirits or what your spirit guides are telling you to pick up. Because it's kind of like letting your like subconscious like tell you what to do and allowing your spirits 
to like take you to what you need and allowing the universe or your God to guide you to what you need to get. And so Karen kept picking up any and everything <laughs> rose quartz. I did. And folks are probably like, what the hell is a rose quartz? And Tay, did not pick up like bigger ones and bigger and, ones like, each time? She kept finding the like the biggest, like she was like, ooh, this one. <laughs> and then finally we found one that was like hella big, but that one was like forty nine ninety five. dollars 95 And so, <laughs> put that one down. <laughs> put that one down but um, a rose quartz um, it's like key words for its healing are love gentleness, emotional healing release of stress uniting with the d- divine so like your divine power whoever you pray to, the universe as I say um, any deities that you may call on to all of that stuff but um also the biggest thing with rose quartz that i always tell women to definitely do and men but i always tell women is that rose color quartz is like the crystal of self-love and forgiveness so let's say you came from like a horrible myself for some shit like let's say you came from like a horrible ass relationship you came from like a horrible ass relationship with your parents or you just don't have a good relationship with people and yourself triggering and so rose quartz is that stone. Oftentimes people think rose quartz is for you to find a partner, and that's an aspect of it, but rose quartz focuses on the self-love Ooh, and, and the forgiveness. Because before you can do your own self-love, you have to forgive to allow yourself to heal. So I always tell people to get a rose quartz. Um, it's related to your heart chakra, and so rose quartz with your heart chakra. So Karen has a rose quartz <laughs> bracelet, <laughs> and she has a rose quartz raw stone, mm-hmm. which I recommend for her to leave in her house. I'm going to leave it in my bedroom. Leave it in her bedroom. But you can also carry crystals with you. Mm-hmm. I have crystals so I on my bracelet. arm right now. So I can always have a rose quartz on my left arm. Oh, yeah. The reason why you want to, like, wear things on your left arm, because that's technically known as, like, your energy source because of your heart is on your left side. I'm left-handed, too. That, too. Are you? I am left handed. Really friends? Are we? <laughs> I know that you're right handed. Wow. You basic bitch. What's last wow. time? <laughs> no, that was just me. <laughs> Hurtful words there. You want a rose quartz? <laughs> <laughs> want to borrow some self love? So that's that one. So let me tell you like how I felt going in there. Please do. Like it was a very interesting experience for me. And I have this one. This is the one I started with. Thank you. It was. <laughs> That was a very interesting experience for me. Um, the energy in there was 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 the vibes were it wasn't weird in like a bad way, but it was kinda like um I don't know like the word for it, but like you felt the energy. Like it wasn't just like oh we're in the store. Like it was kind of like um like vibrant. Vibrant and like very um like turn up. For lack of a better word, it was cool. like it was like real turned up in there. Okay. And then like some of the stuff, if I'm being honest, I was kind of like, oh, it's a little weird. Like, oh, I wouldn't, I don't know about that. But like it was um, interesting to like see them, like the crystals and like the other things in there, like the sage and um, Tay was showing me like um, what was it? That shit that you put. Oh, the the sti- the yoni the, the steaming. Not the yuha, the hoo-ha steam. Yoni steam. Where you put the, the the shit up your vagina. Well, you don't and it steams steam your there. vagina. Oh, well, I don't know what you do with it. You put it in a pot. You put it in the pot. And you like sit and over. you sit over it like you squatting. It helps a lot of women like who may have like 
fibroids or oh, okay. um, but it also is another way to like holistically cleanse your your, your, your yoni a lot of women recommend doing it to alleviate stress um does it make your coochie wet wetter than usual i mean i never had that experience with it um yeah i will say that it's very is it the juice and the squeeze no, you ain't like in the water. It's like really steamy. Yeah, but I'm saying like after you do the steam, does it make your pussy extra wet? Cause I can get with that. More awake? Does that make make sense? Like more awake? Like ready? Like ready? Alive? Yeah, I feel that. You feel more woman. I feel that. Yeah. Like you feel? Yeah. Ready to take on the world? Mm. I'm every woman. It's like a great detox. You gotta go. <laughs> you gotta come. And then like after I left, I felt like very peaceful. She skipped out. And I still feel, like, very peaceful. And it's, like, weird. And I don't know if it's, like, because there's actually, like, weight to this bracelet. But, like, I low-key, like, feel energies and stuff. Is that what you're supposed to feel? Mm-hmm. I feel, like, energies and stuff from this. Wow. And I've been, like, very strangely peaceful all ever since we left. Ever since we left. Almost like I'm high, but I'm not high. I'm just very zen. Oh. Well, mm-hmm. I need to go. I'm glad you guys went there. Yeah, it was fun. I'm gonna go back. Once I know more. Cool. Um, so I have the forever jeans Okay. I printed out the facts. You printed I mean, out I didn't the print, facts. I didn't, okay. Wow. I didn't print them out. Oh, but you're ready. Okay. This song, this wow. single came from a Disney Channel original. <laughs> Um, it was dropped in 2003. It's the Cheetah Girls. The Cheetah fucking Cheetah. No. Is the Cheetah black? <laughs> okay. So what song? Oh, well, finish. Give me your last clue. Uh, it was gonna be black. <laughs> <laughs> was the Cheetah Girls one, two, or, th- or three? One. Hmm, was it a, was it the, cause we are sisters? No. Okay, let me see if I can think of the other ones. Um, it wasn't the one when they broke up the group. Girl, that's my jam. No. Uh, was it the one in the beginning? Um, yeah. The. Oh, the one when it was at the birthday party and the girl, uh, Aquanetta had her, uh, cowboy boots stuck in the, uh, in the, uh, sidewalk. No. You that's the one in the beginning, bitch. Oh. Then that's not it. Okay, well, what is it? I know it's the Cheetah Girls. I don't want to be like Cinderella. Sitting on cold, dusty cellar. Waiting for somebody to come and set me free. Uh-uh. I don't want to be like someone saying, Boy, it's a bitch to come and save me. Oh, I want to survive. I want somebody's on my side. Don't want to be no, no, no one else. I'd rather rescue myself.
Top of dome, I'm sitting at home, high as fuck, don't give a fuck, from fuck again, do it a fucking again. That's <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> I had so much more on my head. And this didn't come out, huh? Stay fine, y'all. Why fine like a bottle from the nine nine?